Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here. It's about last night. It's about last night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby. The theme song. Thinking about redoing it, you know? Thinking about getting a new theme song. But uh, that one's that one's done us so well for so long. Four years now. Holy shit. Almost 400 episodes. Uh, but yeah, I might, I might do a new theme song. Let me know. Tweet at me. You guys ready for an upgraded one? You know, maybe see if Joey Mack wants to sing some some backups on it. That could be fun. Maybe the Goo Goo Dolls. Maybe see if Johnny Resnick wants to sing a... And I don't want the dwarf to see me Cause I don't think that you'd understand <laughs> When everything's meant to be funny No bread could fit in Adam's hand as you can tell, I'm by myself today. That's right, baby. So look, um, some changes with the About Last Night podcast. Nothing crazy, but um, Brad is now going to go to one a week. That's right, baby. Brad uh, will be uh, on the Monday apps, and the Thursday apps are going to be me, or um, what's going to happen after this one is, is going to be me and a guest host. So whether that's a Brent Morin or a, a Sandy Danto, a, a Piot Michael, a Jonathan Kites, a Dana Carvey, uh, a whoever, a Joey Mack, uh, people you love that have been on the pod. I might even just do a guest solo, but um, Brad is getting ready to buy a house and, as in his words, pull the goalie as soon as he gets into that house, which just, you know, that is, and I was like, dude, like literally like the moment you like close the door, like uh, stepping into your new home he's like dude as soon as that happens pants come down dick comes out baby gets made i was like just, just don't say it out loud like that that's unromantic <laughs> um but yeah so uh i gotta respect that and i and i i'm pumped for him you know that's a, it's a big life change we've been so committed to this pod and are remaining committed um but uh you'll get brad once a week with me not by himself it'll be uh, a me and brad monday uh, or me, Brad, and a guest Monday, and then Thursdays uh, will be uh, will be always something different and new. So I kind of like it. I think it's going to be a, a fun uh, a fun mix up. You know, one of the things that I uh, will be doing on new episodes uh, a bunch of new things. I'm going to have games, call-ins. Uh, we will be installing a call-in feature soon, so you guys, I'll be uh, <laughs> I'll be giving out a number before I record, and you guys can call uh, in to the uh, to the podcast, which would be fun. But uh, one thing. 
that uh, I had an idea f- uh, idea for. We did it on the last episode with Piat Michael, where I I, uh, I had him do a Morgan Freeman uh, monologue. Um, we're gonna have a, a weekly installment of Morgan moments monologues from Academy Award winner Morgan Freeman. You know what I'm saying? Thoughts, feelings, emotions, questions, heady stuff. You know, like when you're taking a shit. Or uh, you're filling up with gas. You're you're in your head. You're just thinking about all sorts of things. You know, oh, I haven't I haven't seen an Orange Julius in a while. Or uh, I wonder if you know Genesis will reunite. You know, boy, I hope I get to see Coldplay before I die. You know, man, I should get some Nyquil and have another dream about going down on Katy Perry. You know, you just you're in your head having your own thoughts. Which, by the way, I've talked about that happening. Um, it happened again. Not on Nyquil on Zequil. I'm telling you, NyQuil, ZQuil, the quills, all the quills. If you guys are listening, DayQuil I can't speak for. You're not, you're not, you know, you don't got that hallucinogenic, you know, element. But um, if you want to fucking hit me up, let's do a commercial for NyQuil, the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, stuff, it fever, so you can fall asleep and dream about going down on Katy Perry and rest medicine. I'm telling you, man, it was real as fuck. I woke up and was... I, you know, I literally, you know, I took a sip of water and I was like, I'm parched from all of the cunnilingus I just performed. That's how, that's how real that shit was. So DayQuil, you know, I don't know if you can have like daytime naps or, or some sort of a, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. I think you just missed the boat on that. You know, you're like, we'll help people during the day when they're awake. Well, fucking congrats, dum-dum. Now they can't have dreams about going down on pop stars. So you're making people better, but what is what's what's the good in that? You know, you're a drug. You know, fix people, but also fuck them up. You know, not in a bad way, but even Robitussin. You know, that shit gets you. I mean, is it was it T Pain or Lil Wayne? One of those rappers is big on the tussin. Shit. Thankfully, I never developed that habit. Isn't it so great sometimes when you're like, God, thank God I didn't get addicted to that. You know, like obviously everyone's got their vice, whether it's cigarettes, booze, sweets sex you know but like the weird ones like there's so many weird fetishes when you see that show what was it called like it's one of those like storage wars hoarders type shows where it just profiles people that have these oh strange addiction i was about to say it's a show it's like where people have strange addictions oh strange addictions what's that show where people they 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 so they're like they're they're it's it's in America. They're trying to be like idols, American Idol. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Though there's so many. I saw one strange addiction once where a woman was obsessed with eating soap. She ate soap like bars and bars of soap. Fuck, dude. You don't think about that. Like, thank God you don't have a soap addiction. Like, I wake up in the morning and I go, ah, let's see, what do I want to eat? Not soap. Thank God. You know, I don't even think about it, though, because it's just, but look, go down the line, make a list of things. I thank God I don't want that list. You know, thank God I'm not addicted to that. You know, I'm not addicted to jerking off in public. Woo. Thank goodness. You know, not addicted to filling up a backpack, uh, you know, with muffins, you know, and old fish and like pickle juice and going and. And sitting and, you know, and wearing it while I drive my car through a car wash with all the windows down. Thank God I'm not addicted to that, you know. I'm addicted to comedy. But that ain't hurting anybody. That's just, that's just healing the world. Making it a better place for you and for me. 
in the entire human race. There are people dying in the can't cup with the real thing. Fuck. I wish I knew the words to songs, you know? Like Bone Thugs and Harmony Crossroads, one of my favorite songs of all time. Don't know any of the fucking words, you know? Boom, 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 boom. But man, tell me what you're gonna do when it ain't no way to die. Judgment comes and be the judgment comes. The world's gone and be able to let some better kind. The gun and bound it when you get in the anthem. Then I'm in the Then I took Uncle Charlie and I took the daddy. And I'm gonna miss everybody. I don't wanna go on a thing. Then put it up to say it. Then I put to dinner. Then I put it to dinner. Then I put it to dinner. and we pray, and we pray, and we pray, and we pray Every day, every day, every day, every day And we pray, and we pray, and we pray See you at the crossroads That's the part I would know I'd sit on the bus in 8th grade And do what I just did And then go, see you at the crossroads And I'd be like, fuck, I love that song I know it so well um, But you know, thank God Thank God no weird addictions Think about that. Think about that more often in your life. Wake up, do a mini checklist. I'm glad I like this. I'm glad I don't like this. Seriously, if you're having any down day, what a quick way to turn it around. You know, it's like, it's one of those like, it could be worse, you know? It could be worse type things. You know, there's, I do, I, it is a little bit of a pet peeve though when people do that. It could be worse, you know? It could, hey man, sorry your car got towed, but hey, it could be worse. Just have it be like a, 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 a you know, a sensible example. You know, don't like really give me a, a, an option of, of a scenario that like was not even fathomable. You know, so, sorry your car got towed, but hey, could be worse. Somebody could have stabbed you in the neck and fucking thrown you off a bridge and lit you on fire. You know, so so what about so that could have happened? It, what? Oh, hey, by the way, real quick, if you're ordering coffee, okay, if you're ordering coffee. Um, in public, which means you went outside, you go, I'm going to be around people. I'm going to say out loud my order. I'm not going to postmate it, uh, postmates it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to the grocery store and, and just get what I want. I'm going to actually ask somebody to make it for me. Okay. You're, you're doing that actively. That means if you want somebody to make it, you want something specific, I think, you know, cause otherwise you can get coffee anywhere or just get a coffee as a person. I think you get like one, maybe two extra adjustments okay to what the order already is this guy in front of me at the coffee bean was like a silver lake hipster guy which whatever dude i ain't judging wear as many scarves bracelets and beanies and have as many facial hair concoctions that you can have you know you're like a mr potato head doll like one day you've got a mini stash next day it's a fu manchu next day it's cyburns attached to a fu manchu right uh it's whatever like be you but don't come into the uh, the coffee bean Starbucks families, okay? These these corporations. When you're used to like, I go to a place called like the Ground Mix or like the Beanery, you know. I like like chill coffee places that like have that like that we don't have pumpkin spice man. We have like organic ground. Like there's like tofu bean coffee. You're like what what the fuck? What? Fine man, that's your world. But don't come into the corporation coffee coffee spots and 
and talk down to us, all right? And and give us weird jargon and nicknames for things that are already things. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy in front of me was so pretentious. He was like, "So in your cold brew, how many um how many frozen ice squares do you put in it?" I was like, "Do you mean ice? You fucking asshole." And then he did this thing with his finger. He goes, "Half half soy, half almond milk." And if you could sprinkle a little cinnamon on top, and he he starts doing this thing with his finger. Like, can you hear what I'm doing? Like, he does like, like imagine rubbing your fingers together like you're sprinkling something. He does that, but he shows the barista when to stop sprinkling. He goes, just do like one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Sp- like, sprinkle, sprinkle. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Dude, if you say sprinkle, sprinkle as a grown man to a barista... You should get coffee thrown in your face and then sprinkle, sprinkle cinnamon on top of your body while you're lying on the ground with a burnt coffee face. Do you know what I'm saying? Sprinkle, sprinkle. Fuck. (laughs) It's just like, what are you doing, man? Did you go outside wanting to be an asshole today or did you just wake up? Were you sleeping on the asshole side of the bed? Did Did you not dream about going down on Katy Perry and you woke up bummed about it? Did you wake up wanting to eat soap and you realized you were out of soap so you wanted to go take it out on a sweet barista trying to just make people's days? Anyway, uh... So the Morgan Moments, first installment today, very pumped. This is the first week of the Solo Adam Pods on Thursday, the new Look Thursdays. You know how NBC, you know, had a new must-see TV on Thursdays, Frasier, followed by Seinfeld, Friends, and fucking the other shit. What was it? Was it Will and Grace? The single guy? Suddenly Susan, Boston Common, Just Shoot Me, Veronica's Closet, Mad About You, Caroline in the City, all these shows, they were a part of that world. Scrubs then came in, right? My Name is Earl, The Office, 30 Rock. NBC's done a good job, man. I bet they never thought they had to compete with like YouTube TV and Hulu and Netflix, you know? I wonder if Lifetime will ever get back in the game, you know? Are they just going to stick to like weird domestic abuse films or, you know, girl trips, you know? Beth and Janice and Darlene... We're in their mid-30s looking for a, a something more. So they went wine tasting for the weekend. And then one of them got fucking shot from the, by the sommelier. It's like, what, can I interest you in a Pinot Grigio? And then she goes and like falls in love with the sommelier and leaves the other two girls behind. And they're just like, I'm concerned about her. She seemed, I know we came up here to like get away, but like this is not what I meant. Like she, we, we haven't seen her in like six days. Or like the Christmas movies. ABC Family, I love the Christmas movies on ABC Family, you know. Jared was just a young boy who loved Christmas more than anything until one day his best friend Max threw his chinchilla in the fire and told him Santa has HPV. From the producers of Santa Claus and the director of Home Alone 2 comes a story about love, triumph, and magic. Mario Lopez, Candace Cameron, and NBA on TNT analyst Shaquille O'Neal in Santa Santa... Hell yeah, Santa. <laughs> and you watch because you're like, I like all those actors, you know, and the story is just weird enough. So I wonder if Lifetime will try to get in the sitcom game, you know, get a late night comedy talk show. No one's expecting it. You know, I bet people would watch. People know Lifetime. Will Ferrell and uh, Kristen Wiig did that weird Lifetime movie where they they like purposely like tried to be so bad. And I love that people th- thought it was real. Will Ferrell's a terrible actor. Yeah, dude, it was a joke. It was a joke movie. 
He went out of his way to make a whole movie as a joke. And I love that you didn't get it. Um, well, again, pumped for this new change, this new uh, weekly regimen of Brad and I on Mondays uh, with a guest, without a guest. Either way, the Alon podcast is moving onward and upward. New shows every week. I'm so pumped. Uh, I got a lot to talk about. You know, doing these these solo shows uh, are going to be fun. Bits, call-ins, guests, and, and new segments like the one I previously mentioned that, uh, that we're going to get into right now. The first installment of the ALN Podcast, Morgan Freeman Moments. Ever wonder how much piss it would take to fill up an airplane? My guess would be 47 gallons or 200 fat kids. Sometimes when I'm by myself, I like to imagine that I'm invisible, like at the bank or a Jamba Juice or with my wife. An old friend on Facebook just posted some pics revealing the gender of their baby. It took every fiber of my being not to write, who gives a fuck underneath it? Not to be mean, I like babies. You can dress them up to look like investment bankers. I just wanted to start an angry Facebook thread between people who never talk in real life, like Barb from Minnesota and Al from Tacoma, Washington. Two completely different lives brought together because I'm bored as fuck. Here's a question. Let's say you have a uh, turkey sandwich with a little bit of cheese, chips on the side, pickle down the middle. And then your dog sneaks up and eats it while you're pouring a glass of prune juice. Do you make another sandwich? Or put your dog to sleep, asking for a friend. Until next time, I'm Morgan Freeman. Hakuna Matata. Thank you, Morgan Freeman, for stopping by the podcast to share your thoughts. Always good to hear from you, bud. Uh, Something I want to talk about. I don't know how you guys feel about customer service, okay? I worked at Albertsons, the grocery store, for four years, all through high school, uh, I was a, a bagger. I was a uh, stalker. Not like I, you know, followed people around uh, after work to their cars. Can I take that to your car? Can I take it to your house? Can I take it to your bedroom? Uh, I like stalked the milk and the beer and the bread. Uh, and then I worked in the customer service booth, okay, where I got to really see just how, I don't want to say stupid, but uh, fucking dum-dums people can be, right? Every, everyone should work in customer service at some point, whether it's a restaurant, like the service industry, or a grocery store, or the airport, so that you can see the other side. You know what I'm saying? There, You don't know how many different types of people exist because you're in your bubble, and you're always just the person of like, I want this, give me this. You're the consumer, man. Be the person on the other end treating the consumer because it opens your eyes and opens your heart and opens your mind. Um, customer service booth, daily occurrences of people coming in being like, I, this happened, this happened. Please, you you know, some people will be nice. Can you fix this? You know, is this, this happened to me? Can you, I'm going to be nice about it. And maybe I tug at your heartstrings and you'll, you'll find some human decency inside of yourself to, to meet me halfway on this. And some people will just be straight up assholes and you didn't want to help them at all. And you would call them out for being assholes. And then your boss would come and, and, and give them what they wanted anyway, because you know, Albertsons, it's your store. You know, that was our, that was our motto. It's your store. So you can be, so you can be a dick and you'll still get what you want because our boss is a pushover, but do what you want, right? I was at the customer service booth 
And this woman comes in. We had a, a 25 cent A plus cola machine outside the store. And she comes in, right? It's a normal middle of the week day, right? Summertime, Seattle, 1999, right? We're a year away from Y2K. So people are freaking out. People are starting to freak out, right? The computers are going to crash. The, the airplanes are going to blow up. The fucking, you know, dicks, dicks and boobs are going to fall off. Like whatever your concerns were, they were real. People were legitimately panicking, you know? And nobody knew. We hadn't, we hadn't gotten, you know, 2000 that for whatever reason. Was it the Mayans, right? The Mayans were like, it's, that's the year that everything goes wrong. Prince thought it was, you know, thought it was going to happen. That's why he was like, let's party like it's 1999, you know? Let's party like it's the year before everything fucking fails and falls apart and we all die. Let's party like it's 1999, the year. And guess what? He's right. That would be the year to party because that's, if you know you have one year left on this earth, like you're going crazy. You're doing everything. Think about if you've never drank, you're drinking. If you've never fucked, you're fucking. You're figuring it out. You're living your life because you go, I got a year to make up for lost time or just make the most of my time. You know what I'm saying? Bold move, though, by Prince. 1999. He wrote that song in 1982, 17 years before he even knew 1999, you know, was going to be a, 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 you know, he just assumed that's going to be the year to party. Again, partly, I think, because he's like, it's the year before Y2K, where things might fucking fall apart. But also, maybe he just was like, I think 1999 is going to be a dope year. But, dude, that's a bold move. Because I'm sure it wasn't for everybody. And people hear that song, it still plays in bars and clubs. You know, you know that there's there's somebody out there that it comes on in a bar and just all his buddies are dancing and singing. Because tonight we're going to party like it's 1999. Come, hey, come on, Frank. Well, dude, lighten up, man. Why aren't you singing? Come on, man. Party. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want me to party? You want me to party like it's 1999, Bill? <laughs> Sorry, but old Frank doesn't feel like partying, okay? 1999 wasn't a banner year, all right, for old Frank, okay? That was the year my wife left me, okay, for the mailman, all right? Lost the house. One of my kids got hit by a bread truck, still in a coma. Wasn't a good year, Okay? I want to party like it's 1989 when the Oakland A's won the, the World Series, okay? And I did cocaine outside of a bowling alley with Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. I like to part. That's the year I like to party, like, all right? So sorry if I'm not in a fucking good mood. <laughs> what a bold move. Prince was the shit, though, dude. He took chances. That's how, you, that's how you become great. You take chances, you know? On stage and off, I think, you know? You gotta live your life. You gotta live a life worth writing and singing about. So, anyway, this woman comes in from the 25 cent A plus coal machine from outside and drops a bag of lemon lime, lemon lime A plus sodas on the counter. A bag of, I don't know how many are in there, 15, 20? And she proceeds to tell me, excuse me, I just put in $9 worth of quarters into your A plus soda machine to get a root beer soda. And <laughs> I, I did not get a root beer soda. $9 and quarters, no root beer. Look at this. Lemon, lime, lemon, lime, lemon, lime, lemon, lime. And I go, wow, that sucks. I'm going to, you know, first rule of customer service, address the problem, agree with it, agree with it, that it sucks. You know, I feel bad for you. I, I, wanted, I wanted you to get root beer. And now let's break it down. You know, you got, a, you got a shit ton of lemon limes here. You want a root beer. That's fucked up. I'm on your side. Now, I'm, here I am, I'm kind of a smart-ass 17-year-old kid working the customer service booth at a grocery store, all right? Do I need to say something? Do I need to call her out for, for you know, 
for her her actions, you know, maybe see what she did wrong here. No, just give her the money back, I guess, probably. But, you know, and this is probably the comedian in me, too, being like wanting to ask questions and get all the info. So I say to her, <laughs> I say to her, gotta go. Um, now, I just want to know, don't you think at like $6 and quarters, you could have been like, man, root beer's not in my future today. It's a lemon-lime kind of day, you know? And she pauses and goes, are you calling me stupid? I go, no. I mean, but clearly you're on the same page as me. Like, you fucking, you recognize that was a dumbass fucking move. Like, $6 and quarters, you put 24 quarters in, and you still kept going for root beer. Like, the machine was trying to tell you something, you know? You have to, you have to read the room. You have to read, you know, read the situation. Lemon, now you get all these lemon limes. She's screaming, boss comes over, gives her the money back, takes the sodas. Customer's always right, you know? Another guy came in once with a, with a thing from the but, uh, from the butcher shop, right? He had this, like, it was a meat package. And he comes in, he's like, yeah, we got this meat. A couple weeks ago, it was, uh, it's all green and weird. had some weird, like, moldy green shit on it. I was like, well, fuck that, dude. Well, just hand it over. We'll, you can, like, obviously, go to the back, get another one that's not green and moldy, all right? That's, that, that is, like, this, this is an easy thing to handle. Give me the meat, you know? I'll, I'll pro- I might look at it just to see what, what green meat looks like, you know? It's not Dr. Seuss related and, uh, you know, and I'll make sure we don't sell that and, uh, and that doesn't happen again. And he goes, well, no, we ate the meat. Excuse me? We ate the meat I and mean, we were hungry. We ate around the green, the green shit. Okay, man. Well, so then you don't get, you don't get more meat. You know, you don't, that's not how that works. <laughs> what are you, what are you talking about? Uh, again, boss comes over, gives him new meat. You know, fuck me for for trying to call people out. You know, you got to hold people accountable. <laughs> so, keeping that uh, that theme, uh, I had a wedding to go to a few weeks ago. One of my best friends, Jeff Neiman from college. Uh, if you want to see Jeff Neiman and who he is, type in Adam Ray drunk TV theme songs on YouTube. Uh, I share a deep love for TV theme songs with my buddy Jeff Neiman. In fact, we once got into a fight over DuckTales in the car about whether or not there was a villain who was Scottish, and I ended up choking him up against the uh, uh, window of the car while we were driving from San Francisco to L.A. Yep, that's a real thing. Um, But we're still best friends. Went to his wedding. Got a new suit. Was very pumped. Went to Nordstrom. Got a new suit. Got it fitted. Pumped, right? Um, The jacket was good. The pants were a little snug, you know? Uh, I feel feel like I'm in fine shape right now. Pants a little snug, um, just a waist. The, on the legs, they felt good, but the waist was just a little too tight. So I go, hey, man, if you can let these out, that'd be dope. Or let's go up a size. He goes, no, 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 these pants fit you the best. Let's go with these. You know, if you go up a size in pants, you have to go up a size in jacket. It's going to all be fucked. This is the one. We'll take out a, a couple inches or an inch, whatever whatever we need to do, and you'll you'll be good. So I'm like, are you sure you can do that? I was very adamant. Like, you sure you can do it? Like, you sure these pants, you can make these changes? I can pick it up next week. We'll be good. Yes. Yes, I got you. I got you, he said. I got you. Look me in the eyes. I fucking, you're going to be rocking the fuck out of these pants, dude. People are going to be like, dude, I know Jeff got married, but who's the guy ripping it up to Bruno Mars on the dance floor with, with all the wedding moms in those fucking pants that fit him perfectly? I was like, dude, sold. You know what I'm saying? So, um... Come back, pick up the, the suit. Literally picked it up, went right to the uh, hotel, and then changed to go to the wedding. So they offer you to try it on, and I denied it. Because I said, and I quote, 
I don't need to try it on. You told me I'm good. I'm assuming it's good. Probably try it on. You know, that's probably the move. But also, if you ask for something, you know, you said, hey, I'm paying you to fix this. You, I tried them on earlier. You, you, you go, okay, cool. Here the, I'm going to mark where to make the, uh, you know, arrangements. And then you did, you did it. I'm going to trust that you did it. I'm putting my faith in you. That's why I'm giving you money. You know, do your part. I did my part. I gave you money. I put the pants on. I said, can you, can you make them looser? You go, yep. Great. Are we done now? Now I get, now I just pick them up and I put them on. They're done. I shouldn't have to check. I shouldn't have to fact check your shit, you know, but, um, so I didn't do that. So I, I, I get to the hotel, put them on. Dude, they're even tighter. And I know, you know, even as a dude going to a wedding, I just was like very, you know, on point being like, I ain't trying to gain weight. You know, in fact, I lost a little weight for this wedding. So, um, you know, I had seen a lot of people I hadn't seen for a while. Even as a dude, I was like, I'm fucking being the best shape I can be. So I knew I was, I did my part and the pants should fit. So tight, so tight, so uncomfortable. And it like affected the night. I couldn't dance fully. I couldn't sit down. It ripped in the back because I, I couldn't sit down all the way. And look, I, I, you know, I powered through. I'm not going to let it totally destroy my night. But I didn't have extra pants on me because I didn't think I needed to bring them. I didn't think there was going to be an issue with these pants. All right. Wedding passes. A couple weeks go by. I start going back and forth with myself. Like, you know, should I, should I make an issue out of this? Should I go back to Nordstrom and bring these pants in and ask them to you know, rectify the situation, you know, fixing the pants goes without saying that's like, yeah, Hey, do what you said you were going to do. And you didn't do, but in my eyes, I was like, yo, you, you, you know, the, the wedding was not a, a comfortable experience for me. Like I couldn't dance, you know, it's stupid as that is, you know, I didn't get to enjoy myself fully because of you guys, because of what you said you would do. So I, I come here a lot, spend money, spend good money. Keep me as a customer. Like, go out of your way. Make a gesture. That's that's how I was viewing the situation. And I didn't come in stomping and smoking from the ears, you know. I came in very cordial. I'm, I'm, I'm actually very, I've gotten to be very polite. And as much as there's a Larry David inside of me, you know, uh, and I think more so when I was younger, you know, especially in those Albertsons days, calling people out for, you know, wasting quarters like it's a fucking, you know, Donkey Kong game, trying to get soda pops, you know. Live your lemon life, lemon lime truth. You know, root beer is not in your future. You know that that Adam Ray is, is you know squashed down a little bit into a more polite, aware, uh, generous, kind person. But at the same time, you got to be direct. You know, if you want something, you don't ask, you don't get. But I went in very, um, very warm, and uh, and I said, hey, you know, this is what happened. Blah blah blah. Pants is not. Guy immediately just goes, yeah. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. You know, we can fix the pants, but that's it. We don't do. I go, I'm I'm not looking for anything crazy, man. I know some people might come in and be like, you know, I want a new suit. I'm not asking for that, but a gesture, dude. I want a gesture. Like 20 bucks off a shirt or um, I don't know, a tie. So, something something to say like, dude, we fuck, you know. And he just goes, we can't. We don't do that. I go, so you guys just say, I'm sorry we fucked up and then just hope that we come back? He's like, yeah, pretty much. He goes, I mean, I'm sorry. I go, yeah, the I'm fucked up is just implied, right? Because you guys did. And then he's like, uh, he's like, I mean, yeah, he's like, I, he was like, I don't know what happened. I was like, dude, the guy was so adamant with me. He's like, you didn't try him on. I was like, no, because he, he told me he got me, you know, he made me feel so comfortable and safe here. So then I said, you know, I want to speak to somebody else. You know, I came all the way down here. I took time out of my day. So, uh, the manager goes up and gets the, uh, the second, <laughs> the second manager to come down and she's real sweet. And I, I give her the whole situation. She's like, yeah, unfortunately we can't do anything. And, uh, and I was like, fuck. And then I start, you know, and then I start just hearing myself talk and I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep it light. So at one point I just pause and I 
I muster up some fake tears and I go, the real problem is, uh, is I've been working on a lot of dance moves and, uh, raising the roof, the robot actually went to a friend of mine's, uh, dance class and I learned all these moves and I hadn't seen a lot of buddies in a long time and I wanted to really break it down and, and, and put on a good show and like dance. And the, and the woman started, she, they both believe me. She started to get like mildly choked up. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I go, I just, I wanted to dance, you know, <laughs> at that point I'm just fucking with them. And then I kind of start laughing. I go, I'm just messing with you guys. I go, it's really, you know, look, they're pants in the, in the scheme of the world right now, like everything that's happening, like it doesn't matter, but I want to come down and, you know, raise awareness, I guess, you know, that people are getting fucked on their pants. There's a lot of pants fucking out there, you know, being done by the, by the corporations. She goes, I thank you so much. She goes, I will make a note. We will tell them. I go, will you? I hope so. I hope this isn't a fart in the wind in your day. I hope this gets addressed somehow. So the next person that comes through, I go, what if it was the groom? You know, what if the groom came in and his pants were all fucked, you know, and he didn't want to try them on? She's like, I bet he would. I was like, well, again, you don't know. And they said it's case by case, you know, or they they can't go case by They have to stay consistent. That's why they can't, you know, factor in the emotion of each situation. I go, why not? I go, I, it was my buddy's wedding. I, I wanted to have a great time and I... My time, you know, my time was, I didn't get to live the full capacity of, of fun, you know, that was, that was p- possible because of you guys. It sounds a lot more demonstrative than it was. It was actually really lighthearted. Even on the way out, I was like, at least you can tell like people just, I don't know, subscribe to my podcast. I was like, what can you do? I go, can the guy who fucked up my pants buy me a shot? She goes, yeah, you guys become friends. And then I'm walking out and one of the ladies goes, I recognize you. You're a comedian. I was like, oh, hell yeah. I go, you see me on TV or something? She goes, no, when you were in here, you you're, you were with a friend and he was talking about one of your shows. I go, oh. She goes, I remember that. I remember that you're a comedian. I go, cool. I wish you remembered to fucking fix my pants. <laughs> and they left, which was really good because I, I said it in a jokey way, you know. And then I go, I think you focused on the wrong detail. Anyway, what are your guys' thoughts on that, you know? Because I, you know, no... I didn't feel like any time was wasted. I went in there. I, I I tried to, you know, see if they could rectify the situation, which felt like the right move. When they said that there's nothing to be done, I go, I think there's always something to be done. And I feel like that way in any situation. I feel like a lot of businesses go out of the way. Like at Albertsons, again, it's your store. Nordstrom doesn't view it that way. Nordstrom's like, yo, it's our store. You you come in, you can buy our shit. And guess what? We'll We'll fix it for you if we can. You want your pants looser? Yeah, man, we'll try. Nordstrom, we'll try. <laughs> Albertsons, it's your store. Come in, dude. Take a fucking Reese's peanut butter cup. Take an Axe body spray. Walk out. You know, it's your store. Nordstrom, it's our store. You came into our store, man. You want to try on our shoes? Yeah, you bought them, but they're our shoes. You're wearing them at your house. You're wearing our shoes at your house. <laughs> anyway, so that happened. Got me riled up, but uh, got me uh, got me honed in on my emotions, which was perfect because I had to drive to San Diego to uh, to do a show. I did Lestat's Coffee House in San Diego last night, which I love. I used to go there all the time. Holds about 90 people on Adams Avenue in San Diego. Very intimate. You know jokes work or don't work because it's so intimate. You know what I'm saying? I love rooms like that. Obviously, the theaters I've gotten to do with Adam Devine and, and uh, you know, even just the, the, for the Kevin and Bean April Foolishness here in L.A. at the Shrine for 5,000. Uh, unbelievable, but intimate rooms, there's nothing like it. You really get to see what uh, what works and what doesn't. 
which is perfect because I'm going uh, to Arizona today. I'm at Stand Up Live. Well, I guess when this comes out, I will have been there last night. So thanks for coming out. Had a lot of fun. But tonight, I'm going to the Seahawks-Cardinals game in Arizona. Can't wait for that. And then tomorrow through Sunday, Friday through Sunday, I'm headlining the Tempe Improv, one of my favorite clubs in the country. Come to the Tempe Improv. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, one show Sunday. Avery Pearson's with me. Josh Adam Myers is featuring uh, host and creator of the Goddamn Comedy Jam. Uh, going to be doing the music, stand-up. Uh, got a really tight hour I'm pumped about. Hopefully going to make this the special. We'll see. Working on it. Getting it ready, you know? And uh, so very pumped. So come out. Uh, Tempe Improv, Friday through Sunday. Um, and speaking of Sunday, after you come see me uh, at the Tempe Improv, watch Curb Your Enthusiasm because my episode's on Sunday. Finally, I play an Uber driver. The word is out. I couldn't say what my character was, but they put me in the fucking preview. I posted it on Facebook and, and Instagram, but unbelievable, man. They do these little teaser clips, and, and I, people start texting me all these pictures of me on screen. Like, after last week's episode of Curb, they preview the next one, and there I am. There's my big, Jewy face driving Larry around. I can't wait to see it, man. Larry told me that the scene came out real well, so I'm pumped to see it. It's going to be tough to watch it, you know, because I just... Like in anything, even like in the heat, like so much improv or Ghostbusters, so much other stuff. There's just not a, there's not room for everything, you know. So you just hope you get a couple things in there that that worked. And but you know, chalk it up for as a great experience. That's what you always have to do in in my eyes. You know, you just go. I controlled what I can control. You know, we did about nine takes. You know, all of them felt good. But in the audition, I auditioned twice. I made Larry break a bunch. Like I was just locked in. And just, I was just, just feeling it, you know, it's my favorite show. So I just, I could almost hear an episode as I was talking to him in the audition and knowing how to build an argument and, and made him laugh a bunch. And I was just like, it was, it was amazing. You know what I'm saying? And so I, when we get to the, the actual shoot day, I just, it's like, I, I wasn't making him break. And I was using that as a gauge to, for how well it was going, even though, you know, and I was just in my head. And then on the last take, we were going to do a pickup line. And I was like, fuck man, I just, I don't feel like I've nailed it, you know? And I was about to ask, hey, are we starting from the beginning or are we going to actually just pick it up from that one spot in the middle? And I couldn't get it out. There was too much going on, uh, too many people talking, chiming in, and all of a sudden just action. I'm like, fuck, I don't know where we're starting from. And I hear Larry just start talking from the beginning. Like, you know, there was always a, a point at the beginning of the scene where we knew we were going to start from, uh, which, by the way, was different every time. That's the thing you're going to notice when you watch. It's all improvised. The only thing, we had one thing we had to hit where, where Larry asked me, to rate his looks on an Uber scale from one to five or, or no. Yeah. Well, I think that was it. That was it. And the rest is improvised. So when you're watching, keep that in mind, that, that to me is the, the, the brilliance of the show is that like you're watching it and you're like, man, this is just all, <laughs> it's all improvised. That's so cool to me. But again, it's my favorite show to, if, to watch myself on. It's going to be really trippy. I don't know if I'll even be able to. I, I even just watching the little the teaser was just kind of like outer body type shit. You know what I'm saying? My favorite show. Think about your favorite show and then you see yourself in it. I, it's almost too much, you know? I almost don't want to, but we'll see. My sister and brother-in-law will be down in Arizona uh, for the shows this weekend, so we might get together and watch it. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, Curb Your Enthusiasm Sunday. Check it out. And check me out at the Tempe Improv Friday through Sunday. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. And go see Brad. He's in Arlington, Texas tonight through Sunday at the Improv in Arlington, Texas tonight through Sunday, November 9th through the 12th. 
Tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. Uh, Adam Ray Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Brad Williams Comic uh, on Instagram. At Funny Brad on Twitter. Aboutlastnightpodcast.com for past and present episodes. Of course, that new website is up and looking dope. So go there. Get all the apps. And the merch has been ordered. And guess what? It's getting delivered on Friday, baby. So the merch is probably going to start being shipped out next week. So be on the lookout and email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com. Uh, your favorite ALN moments, where you get the pod, how you got into it, what you love about it. Uh, if there's certain bits or moments you want to see brought back, uh, sh- hit us up. We're going to start reading all these moments uh, live and sending out some merch probably next week. So uh, so hit us up, aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, rate five stars, and comment on the iTunes page. Helps us climb the charts. Uh, a lot of great apps coming up, man. The Judd Apatow app uh, coming out in a few weeks. Uh, Adam Devine coming back. TJ Miller. Um, uh, uh, holy shit. Joe DeRosa. Uh, Jeff Ross. Finally, the Roastmaster General. Cannot wait for that. So make sure you're subscribed. Okay? And uh, and holy shit, have a great fucking weekend. It's, it's Thursday, man, which means it's almost TGIF. And that makes me think of the old TGIF lineup. Full House. Family Matters, Boy Meets World, and fucking, what was the other show? Was it Alf? Fuck. We'll figure it out next week. Have a good weekend. Good night, everybody. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.